Hello, everyone, and welcome to our very first podcast. Welcome. We are so glad to have you here with us today. So the idea for this show came one time that we were in a coffee shop working on our own projects, and we said, why don't we create a podcast that can help and motivate creatives, artists that are just in the same position that we are in, the same journey. Most of the people that we're going to be speaking to make a living off of someone else's dream, but their true passion happens after five. After they clock out, get on the road, drive home, that's where the magic begins. It's what they really want to do. Today on our show, we have our friend Brian Edwards, who is a photographer, videographer, audio engineer. He also has his own podcast. So Sarah, why don't you tell us how you guys met? I was editing one day and I remember that I was like wearing this huge hipster fedora hat and this guy came up to me. Uh, well, this guy came up to Brian and he was like talking to him. He was sitting like two, two, three chairs down from me. And I guess he saw me like editing on Lightroom and he was like, oh, you're a photographer. You have like the whole like hipster look going for you. Um, Rib jeans, fedora hat. Yeah, fedora hat. And then, yeah, he introduced me to Brian, who was like sitting three feet or three chairs down from me. And cool. Yeah, that's how we met by chance. And we talked for like three hours and we became like really good friends uh, after that. And and then, small world, that we happen to be working at the same place, at the same church. (laughs) Spring, I actually edited at coffee shops like every day. Um, And one of my fave coffee shops is Cavo. So I went there to start editing and there was this other guy, three, three <laughs> chairs down from me, obviously talking to you, Brian. And uh-huh. um, he, he saw me wearing a fedora hat. I had the whole hipster getup going. And <laughs> I guess he saw you, I was, yes, I always have the vibe, <laughs> you know. And I guess he saw me editing and was like, hey, you're a photographer. And I was like, yeah. And then I guess that's kind of when he introduced me to you and we just started chatting. And uh, Yeah, I... I just remember, I remember you just like talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. Which is rare. At that moment, I knew I had the gift of gab, guys. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we were talking for hours and then, yeah, ever since then, we've just been really good friends, really, really good photo friends. um, Yeah. Helping each other out, keeping each other's like goals in line and... um, yeah, so we met by chance, which I think is really, really cool because I'm not normally talking to strangers at coffee shops like that. Yeah, I think yeah, you even mentioned awesome. that. Like when you, yeah. when you were talking, you were like, I don't normally talk to people like this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but also, like when we were talking, you were telling me um, you do or you did like audio engineering at mm-hmm. at uh, this church by First Press. Yeah, First, First Press. Press. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my boyfriend, he just literally started working there. So I was like, that's pretty cool. And that's like a coincidence. And uh, Small world. <laughs> yeah, super <laughs> the small. The fourth largest city in the country, but you just happen to meet somebody and they, they know somebody else and yeah. a lot of mutual friends. But yeah, so you guys talked about how you met, but uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, kind of a small introduction, what you're doing and, um, you know, how you started working in in that industry and kind of what got you to that to that moment to yeah, you know awesome. to move and get a new job new city and and all that good stuff so 
For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, man. Thank you guys for having me on this podcast. I really appreciate it. It's an honor to be the first guest. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's go. So, you know, when you guys when you guys are super famous, you know, hopefully they are. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, appreciate man, that, Brian. Like, like these guys said, my name is Brian. It was Junior. I'm from Dayton, Texas. It's a little small place right outside of Houston, about 45 minutes. Um, hmm. And primarily, I am a photographer, videographer, um, I did audio engineering, like they said. Um, but I, I, how I got started into the audio world was I went to a Bible college first and oh, okay. right out of high school, finished high school, didn't know what I wanted to do. I made horrible grades in high school. Like I <laughs> failed everything. I can I barely got out of high school. <laughs> um, but as soon as I finished, I was like, man, I don't know what to do. I don't want to waste money. I don't want to waste time. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up in church, so I know the Bible stories and stuff. So I, I could probably skate through Bible school easy. You know? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I, I went there. And when I went there, I just like took a long time to just find myself and find out who I was and like mm-hmm, find mm-hmm. identity and purpose and all those things. And in that process, like I found music. Um, and I just started like writing a bunch of records and um, just oh, producing okay. stuff and helping cool. out my friends. So once I finished Bible school, I was like, what's the closest job that I can get to producing? Like, but an actual legitimate job. And it was audio engineering. And I was torn in between the two worlds of like, did I want to be a counselor or mm-hmm. did I want to be Kanye West? Um, <laughs> I chose to be Kanye West. No, <laughs> there, you, there you go. There you go. <laughs> no, but uh, I I chose to be an audio engineer, and throughout that process, I just learned so much about audio, fell in love with like live sound, and it was like a new program at the time. So like the classes uh-huh. were like super not developed, and like yeah. they only had like eight students in classes. Like it was really really bad. But Dang, I, that's I skated. <laughs> yeah, um, I won't say the school, you know. But <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. I skated wait, wait, through. is it in Texas? It is in Texas. <laughs> okay, what part? Okay, um, I'm interested. You know, uh, so, somewhere in Houston. It's close. It's close to Houston. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I skated, skated through there, got out of those classes, and um, I, I remember talking to one of my friends, and he was like, he was like, "Man, we need to get an internship." Like. And I was like, okay, sure. So I go to this, I go to the, this is how, oh, it's not that long ago, but it's like phones were not what they are right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> so I literally like went to like a directory and like looked up. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I like, right. I mean, like I could have got on the internet, but like, you know, it was like super pricey oh to God. do it back then and so forth and so on. And it ain't, it had Wait, been, what year I, is this? What's that? What year? It sounds this? like pre iPhone, maybe right. like 2007. <laughs> okay, 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 wow, this is pre iPhone. Okay, it felt like it. I think I had like a like an LG slider phone. So okay, it's like, so this is probably like 2009 or something. Yeah, yeah it was like 2011, 2012 ish. Okay, okay, okay. I didn't yeah. have iPhone. Okay, cool. So I had like an LG like slider phone, mm-hmm. and um, I I went to. I bypassed that, went totally to like a directory and was like, I looked up the first two churches literally in the area. I called one, they didn't answer. I called the second one and a guy, uh, a lady answered the phone and she was like, 
um, can I help you? And I said, yeah, I'm looking for an internship as an audio engineer. And she's like, <laughs> we've never had that before, but let me connect you with our worship pastor. Mm. And they put me through the line and we talked and man, this guy just became a mentor to me. His name is Jack Hall. And he just pretty much just trained me and just taught me the rules of the game and taught me production and taught me audio and just gave me a shot, you know? And yeah. uh, once I, once I finished uh, college, Officially, he put me in contact with some people that got me to like Lakewood Church, and okay. I started working as an audio engineer there. And then from there, I just kind of branched out and just did the freelance thing and got mm-hmm. gigs all over the city. And that's how I ended up at FPC. Um, and just here recently, um, I would say four, yeah, four years ago, four or five years ago, I picked up the iPhone. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> picked up the <laughs> picked up the iPhone um, to shoot. You know, and um, mm-hmm. and it all started there. Like uh, I was I was working with two other guys. One guy worked in finance. Um, the same guy that 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 linked that was the liaison between me and Sarah at that coffee shop. His name is William Jeffrey. Um, mm-hmm. I met him, and he was working at finance. And then I met a guy named Rory James, and he was working as a like an audio director. And okay. Both of those guys, they were shooting, but they they didn't yeah. have cameras at the time. They were just shooting on the iPhone, and they were so <laughs> cool. excited about it. Yeah, that's how everybody yeah. starts, man. That, that's where I am right now as a, <laughs> as a musician. Oh, I just discovered uh, iPhone photography, which is pretty awesome now with the <laughs> iPhone ten. <laughs> that's dope, man. Um, but yeah, they 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 started there, and they were so excited, and they they were just talking about Instagram every day, and yeah. like they were just like super hype, and I was like. I don't know what this is, but I got to I got to be a part of it, you know. Yeah. You're and, like um, I'm still I'm still on MySpace and Facebook. Well, what's what's right. Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> right. So I I just hopped in, man, and um it from there it just took it took over, man. Like I just started shooting every day. Like I my my I asked my mom for a camera. She bought me like a T3i and mm-hmm. I was like I didn't know. I was so intimidated by it. I didn't even touch it for like a whole year. It just sat on the Oh, show. my gosh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even touch it at all, man. And um, from there, I just started shooting, man, just connecting with people in the city, meeting different people. And there's been so many people along my journey that's kind of helped propel me to where I am now. And um, just recently, I was all the while, you know, I was doing audio. I was shooting on the side. And then I would say maybe last year, it just got to be like way too much for me. Um, trying to mm-hmm. balance the two worlds of mm. working full time, forty hours a week, and yeah. trying to shoot freelance on the side. So I was like, wow. ter- internally, I was so torn. Like something has to give. Please make it stop. Right, right. <laughs> and um, I, I get a phone call out of the blue from a friend of mine who was here in Greenville, South Carolina, and he was like, "Man, we're starting this church plant, and we're gonna need, bro, people just like you." You know, and I'm coming to mm, you because mm-hmm. you're you're creative, period. Not just because you're a good photographer, not just because you're an audio guy, but I'm coming to you because I feel like you can do anything. And um he just he was like he was like, Have you ever done video? And I said, uh, no, <laughs> not really. I probably had exported one video in my life in iMovie before. And was, that yeah, on an iPhone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he's he was like, he was like, Okay, uh, and ambitiously, I don't know why I did this, but I was like, I'll send you something in a week. Uh, and if you like it, you know, 
give me a call back. And if right, you don't, right. then never call me again. <laughs> um, and I sent him something. He said, bro, this is incredible. Um, I like it. I see potential here. And we'll follow up. And maybe a couple weeks later, I flew out here um, and actually had to shoot a movie, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is so crazy. I never touched a C200 in my life. Never yeah. done video. Never done any of that. Just learning it as I went, literally. Um, just figuring wow. it out. Man. So was it and just you? Was it just you or was it like another guy helping you shoot the video too? Oh, the movie. Uh, it was a team of people, but I just had okay. to get into it. And um, it was three shooters. Yeah, three guys who shot. And they had like directors for all the different scenes. It was like yeah. super intricate, but they just kind of threw me into the water. And yeah. I did not know how to swim. <laughs> wow. But I figured it out, you know, and got the job and I'm here. <laughs> I'm here, man. And even in the small time of these four months, I've I've just really applied myself and uh, mm-hmm. just jumped into it full speed and learned it. And my video skills have grown tremendously. Um, but I still feel like it's a long way to go. But um it's so crazy that millions of people watch my videos every week at this point. Yeah. And literally just from me. Just being available and saying, yeah, I can do it. I, I can figure it out, you know, and believing mm-hmm. in myself. So, Tell us what you're currently doing. Like, what exactly is the title name of your nine-to-five job? Yeah, so my title name is I am a video editor. <laughs> That's it. As simple as that. Um, so, like, video but, editor, but you, like, shoot the video and... Yeah, it's it's church culture, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and church culture... Uh, in my experience, it's like you're not just one thing. Yeah, you're whatever we need you. <laughs> yeah, to. you wear many hats. Definitely, yeah, so, definitely. <laughs> so I wear um, a gang of hats. So some days I'm directing things. Some days I'm, I'm shooting video. Some days I'm taking pictures. Some days I'm editing pictures only. Some days I'm um, producing like whole shows. Um, I'm just all over the place. Um, anything kind of visual art, that's what I'm doing there. Mm, that's great. That's pretty cool. It'll teach you how to do like a lot of absolutely a lot of different things with video and and photo too. Yeah, like the other day, I looked at my, I looked at my just my, like my my laptop, and I was like, it was Illustrator was open, Photoshop was open, um, Premiere was open, Audition was open, um, Lightroom, and I was like, who am I, bro? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what do I wow. do? Yeah. So, when did you first pick up a camera, and what sparked your interest with photography? Yeah, awesome. So, um, I picked up the camera about four years ago, four or five years ago. Only four years ago. Wow. And he's legit already. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen your stuff, man. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I've seen your stuff. I follow you, and it's, it's great what you're doing. Wow, man. Appreciate that, bro. Um, but yeah, I picked up the camera about four years ago. Um, I started with the iPhone, and like I said, I had a couple friends who were into the iPhone and Instagram wave and early, you know, they were early on it. They had figured out the algorithm um, and their their followership had spiked. So they were mm-hmm. like, back then, I don't know, like they were, it was all about like hacking that algorithm so that you can be on the feature page. That was like, yeah. right, right. everybody wanted to do that. I remember that. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And my friend, he actually cracked it. Like two of my friends cracked it in like their their Insta fame was yeah. crazy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they were somebody in the city and and it was just cool to be a part of that and see it. Um and like 
I didn't really care so much about the likes itself or the the fame, the instant fame that came with it. I just loved the fact that they were always meeting new people and they were always shooting stuff. And it was just, they always had stories. Like it was always fun. They were like, oh man, like we, we, we went on top of this this rooftop yesterday and then the cops came and then like six <laughs> girls came and then like it was just always like fascinating. I was just like, yo, it's, like this this awesome adventure every single shoot. <laughs> yeah, man. So I was just like, bro, I gotta, I gotta get in this world, you know, somehow. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me, Brian, what type of photography do you like to do? The type of photography that I love to do is your fashion editorial type of photography. That's where I feel most at home. Um, your your professional like portraits or lifestyle portraits, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. That's where I feel the most alive when I'm taking photos. And he is really, really good at the close-ups. I always tell him, I'm like, wow, like you are so good at close-ups, like portraits. Like I suck at that, but you're really, really good at that. <laughs> nah, man, you're the best so, ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you would say your end goal would be... Yeah, what are you trying to what, go for? Like, yeah, so so the end goal for me is to is to work with the brands that I admire, to work with the artists that I've always looked up to as a kid. So like to work with a Nike is like hmm. a end goal for me, you know. Ultimately is to work for myself to just partner mm-hmm. with those brands. But um to work with those guys is like definitely the end goal when it comes to photography. Well, um the Adidas of the world, the Nikes of the world, the artists like the Jay Z's and the John Mayers. Those are the guys who I grew up <laughs> watching and, and loving. And you know, to me, if I'm if I'm able, if they're able to see my work and say, I appreciate what you do, to me, that's like the ultimate. Like, well, you know, I, I I'd feel accomplished for sure. Yes, Sarah just recently was like trying to get uh, get to shoot uh, Leon Bridges. Leon Bridges. <laughs> I reached out to number one. Okay, well, I slid in his DMs. Obviously, he didn't hey, say hey, anything hey. because <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, like, He's I think he turned up. it off. Yeah, he turned off his DMs. So uh, then I was. So then I think my best friend she found. Or no, was it you? Yeah, it was you. It wasn't my best friend. Okay, no, no, it was you. You started searching for like whose management was. And then I was like, should I do it? Should I email them? And so then I emailed them. And then at least I got a response. But she politely said like, no, like we had to decline because he already has someone on staff. But I mean, I'm still trying. He's coming in April, so I still have a chance. Oh, Leon. Leon, we need you. Come so on, I'm from right Texas. Now, give us yeah, a shot. Give, give Texan a to shot. Texan. At Leon Bridges, official. Just kidding. I don't know if it's official, but from one Texan to another, right? Right. Help each other out. <laughs> so there are millions of photographers. We know that everyone is basically a photographer now, which is cool. I mean, Instagram has inspired like a lot of people. Um, I mean, I wanted an iPhone back when Instagram came out because I had like a slide phone and I remember when Instagram came out, I literally used to use my friends phones in college to post on their Instagram because I wanted an Instagram so bad. But basically I want to know how do you maintain having a unique artistic fingerprint? Mm, It's a good question. Great question. Personality wise and like artistically as well. Yeah, I think, whew, man. That was a lot. I know. That's really, really, really hard. I know. And that's a slider for you right there. It's a curveball. Yeah, ball. no, I, I love it, man. I love this question. 
Um, <laughs> uh, but I feel like what makes me what makes me have this unique thumbprint on just creating period and just my photography is that my person my my perspective is one, but also how I feel like I'm giving my secret sauce away. That's why I feel like oh okay okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna but. If I could give it anywhere, I would give it here to you guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you, um, you heard it here you first. You You heard you it here first. <laughs> you don't have to tell us how you edit or anything, but no, no, no. It's it's not that. I think that I think that that's what it is. I think that so many photographers think that it's about the edit and it's about yeah. the camera and it's about mm-hmm. the angle, and it's not like it's anybody can buy a five D. Anybody can buy a set. Yeah. Anybody can buy a 1DX. Anybody can get the angle. I can teach you how to, I can teach you rule of thirds, mm-hmm. but I can't, I can't teach anyone human connection. That's very true. I can't teach oh. you how to connect with the person on the other side of the camera. And I think that that's the thing that separates a lot of my work from some of some other people's work, like which it's not that I'm better or worse. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's the thing that I think that stands out, and I think it's the thing that makes it feel real and feel tangible. Is because you know that there's a connection on the other side of that. Yeah. Um. And it. Wow. And I think that so many, so many photographers over they overlook that. They just go into the shoot and you don't talk to the people. You don't know anything about them. You're mm-hmm. not personable. You just want to get your money and you want to leave. But I'll take six hours if I gotta take it. I'll take ten. Yeah. I'll take. I'll spend a whole day with you if I got to, just to get the shot that I want to. Yeah. Um, and I don't believe that everybody is willing to go to that extent to get mm. the art. So. so how would you say like you connect with your, uh, your model? Like, yeah, do you think so, it's just by like talking to them, or what, like, what do you think? How do you connect I, with your model? <laughs> Man, you're getting, you're getting more sauce, you know? Sorry, but, I'm just curious. Now, <laughs> no, now I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> because no, I'm introverted, uh, so I'm like, hey, tell me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, but um, definitely, I think it's it's definitely by conversation. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that the conversation that we have, it's genuine and it's real. And I really, I really value people. Like, I really love you guys. You guys are amazing. And Sarah knows I'll ask a million questions <laughs> about, about who you guys are. And what, and I've even asked, like, how you guys met and situations like that or just things because I'm just genu- genuinely curious about the person. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I want to know more about them. Um, and I think that that's what translates when I'm shooting people is, like, um, sometimes I'll sit down and we'll meet at a coffee shop before we even shoot. And we'll talk. Right for an hour or two or whatever. Sometimes we just get lost and then we go out and shoot and it's more, it's like you break the ice. It's it's the person's trusting you. And I think that trust is a key too. Um, and sometimes those relationships just aren't built over a day. Like it's, I shoot a lot of times with some of the same people because we have a relationship there, you know? And I think that some people just don't, they don't want, never want to build a relationship or talk to the person or be personable. They just kind of want to get the money and leave. So mm. That's very true. Boom. Hey, Brian, so tell us what keeps you motivated. What, what keeps you making new projects and work? Uh, do you watch YouTube videos? Do you listen to podcasts, other creative podcasts? Do you have friends that motivate yeah. you? Um, you can be kind of thorough with this. I know there's like a lot of different 
ways you can find inspiration? Yeah. Um, great. Another great question, man. You guys got the best questions. <laughs> we got loaded um, but, questions over here. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. Um, but I have a unique answer, I think. Um, the thing that inspires me the most is my ancestors. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think it's oh, a, okay. it's a, that's an odd way to answer the question. Uh, but they generally fuel me to do the things that I'm doing and to continue to create uh, because I think I think about it just being who I am, you know, being black, uh, being yeah. in America, being fortunate to have the opportunities um, to create freely. Hmm. When I think mm-hmm. back, uh, some of my family members never, ever, ever had the opportunity to create as freely right. or to ever get their ideas out of their head. And um, mm-hmm. I don't take that lightly at all. And I think that's the that's the that's the key thing that keeps me pushing more than anything. My family um, mm-hmm. and the kids that look up to me and my peers that that are that are on side of me. Like I want to. I love that people like Sarah they challenge me to be better. Um, people like Brittany Feliciano challenge me to be better. Uh, Rory, Jeff, they challenge me to continuously sharpen right. my craft. You know, and every time I see them going hard and killing a project. It's like, man, I got to keep going. You know what I mean? Like, it, <laughs> it's just like that friendly thing. It's like a friendly competition of just not to see who's better, but it's just like, I, yes, they're motivating me to keep on yeah. going. Um, but for like sure, we see podcast, your potential. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, for sure, podcasts. Um, so many, so many podcasts that I listen to. I listen to a podcast called Analog Talk. Um, I listen to Trained that Sarah put me on, uh, the <laughs> Nike podcast, man. Um, I listen to Lewis Howes. I listen to, um, man, the Joe Budden podcast. I listen to so many different podcasts that really help me. Um, YouTube videos. I watch Mango Street a lot. They're really mm-hmm. great. I watch uh, Iz Harris. Um, she's a lady on YouTube. She's incredible. Um, I just mm. watch so many things um, that just keep me motivated. New films. Uh, music motivates me probably more than anything. Um, like yeah. every... Every project, even even photos that I take, generally are inspired by music first. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like I hear the song, I see the colors, and then I just make it come alive in, in film or photography or whatever I'm doing. So yeah, there's a lot of movies that inspire me, and one that like <laughs> like kind of changed La-la my La-la life. And yes, you already know La La Land. I love La La Land. Like it's beautiful. Oh my god! Speaking of La La Land, uh, if you're listening, Rory, we were talking about this earlier today uh, at at church. No, actually, he said he hasn't seen it. I was like, bro, you have have not seen La La Land. It's like life changing. This you got to watch this movie. I love a beautiful film. Like, uh, like even if it's just beautiful, I'm just like, I love it already. But. It just also has such a really, really good meaning, and I think every artist will like it. Brian, have you seen La La Land? I think I, I told you to watch I it. I haven't. I told oh. you to watch it. Oh, my God. Brian, <laughs> you're another person who hasn't seen it. Brian, no, this is great. Oh, this is a great movie. I was hoping it's that y'all would let me skate through that. You got to watch it. Like, Okay, the singing, it only lasts for like the first 10 minutes, and then it kind of works its way into the film. And you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's not like your regular musical. Right. But it's so beautiful. Uh, but I love, love when things motivate you in such a powerful way to where you're like, I want to do this. I want to do that. Even like yeah. really, really crazy ideas and crazy projects. Yeah. Um, I, I want to know what motivates you, Sarah, as a as a creative and artist. I mean, why don't you tell us as well? God, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Mostly it's movies for me because I see a lot of no, I see a lot of photos. Some photos I have to I have to stop looking at them because they're all the same. A lot of like the wedding style photography is is really similar. So I have to step away and I have to start looking at right. You know, models and editorial and film for sure. I know me and Brian, we send each other like Instagram messages like all the time. We're like, oh, look at this lighting. It's so cool. Like we got to step up our game. Right. Um, but uh, I love just the natural film look. Something that isn't so sure. try too hard, but it's powerful and it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like every photographer would say is you got to love good light. And it's not necessarily like even light. It's interesting light. You know what I mean? Like, just the way the light will come in and it will produce, like, this interesting shadow, like, on your model or on the scene altogether. Um, I really, really love good, interesting light. Um, I love when things just happen and when to just, like, photograph life as it is. And, yeah, that's what I like. And then, of course, movies, for sure. I love a good movie that looks like it's... In the yep. 70s and the way the color grading is. Um, already, already. Okay. So, so this is, I mean, we talk about this a lot. So how do you handle your failures? How do you handle the unsureness this dream brings? Yeah, I handle my failures by, in the past, I think because of the lack of identity and my insecurities and all those things. Mm-hmm. I think I handled them differently, like super harshly, and I beat myself up about them and thought that I was like unworthy or didn't have purpose or, you know, just just really self-sabotaging. But now I've learned that our failures are probably the greatest things that can happen to us. Um, Mm -hmm. That they're the greatest lessons for us, period. And I feel like in life, by and large, like, whether it's photography, whether it's just um, life, like like even in my career, like think about it. Like as I said at the beginning, I've only been making videos for four months, yeah. <laughs> so it's like I've made a lot of mistakes <laughs> and and still making a lot of mistakes. But every week I come back and I learn. Like like this last weekend, if I'm completely frank, like I made a video and I I didn't think that it it had the greatest impact, and it wasn't because of the color and it wasn't because of like the you know the 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 fundamentals of like filming it wasn't because of that it was because I feel like I didn't pull that that connection that I was talking about earlier I didn't pull that out of the people and mm-hmm. every week now this week I have to shoot that same video again and this week I'm like okay I've learned from last week I'm going to pull every ounce of energy every ounce of joy, every ounce of um, conviction out of these people so that the people feel it because they deserve it. Yeah. You know, and um, I feel uh, I feel that way, like, so um, about about everything that I do, you know, like, every time that I have to learn a lesson, like, even if it's just stuff in life, I think that, the by and large, the source that controls this whole thing, call it what you want to, I call it God, universe, whatever you want to call it, but I I feel like, Anything that you go through that's a, a thing that you have to hurdle over, like it's just simply a lesson. Like, and it's all about how you respond to those things, period. Like, 
Um, if something bad happens, is how how are you going to respond to that thing to get to the next step? Mm-hmm. Half of the time, they just truly just test to see how you're going to respond yeah. <laughs> to, <laughs> to push right. you into the next thing in your life. So, um, yeah, man, I, I think for I, me at this point, I embrace the failures uh, versus running away from them or beating myself up about them. Do you ever like give yourself like a like a pep talk or like listen to like a special playlist when you're nervous about something? Because I do that a lot. Uh, Sarah listen, listens to like <laughs> inspirational, inspirational uh, Will Smith. Type motivational speeches. Yeah. speeches. <laughs> Will Smith does it, you know. Like I always. He's great, to, man. It's so it's so crazy. Like I listen to a lot of that on the daily, you know. And I, in Bible school, you know, it's it's less about the technical, you know. Like I said, if if you guys don't believe in that aspect of the world, that's fine. But it's the principles that follow. And a Bible school teacher, she used to always say, um, "You gotta you gotta pour things into yourself, like." Even when you don't feel it, like even she she would say, like, put the word in you when you don't need it. It'll be there when you do need it. And I was (laughs) like, that's a corny saying. Um, (laughs) But I understood the principle of what she was saying. You got to feed yourself, man, constantly. And I think that even when you don't feel every day, even when you're not motivated, you got to still every day. You got to you got to be learning something. You got to be motivated. You got to listen to those things that kind of help you and push you into the direction of this world that you're trying to go into. So So what I'm curious about yeah. is <laughs> how do you handle working a full-time job, coming home tired and finding time to pursue your dream and work towards the next project or the next goal? That's yeah. a that's a great question. How how do you, Brian, handle working a full-time <laughs> job and still having to work a nine-to-five job? Yeah, like, as of late, like, coming into a brand new job, like, you guys can only imagine, like, and I'm not well-versed in the thing that I'm actually doing. I'm spending more hours <laughs> yeah. learning right. after work. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's like, all right, I did my nine-to-five. Now it's time to go YouTube University and learn all of the stuff, you know. <laughs> YouTube, <that> I <laughs> YouTube so, University. Love that. I love that. Um, so I'm literally sitting there learning all the stuff that I need to. And Sarah's a great, you know, that's why you have to keep people around you that motivate you and that push you. She's a great person. It's like, hey, are you doing work for yourself? It's great to do work for the job, but are you doing it <laughs> for yourself? Um yeah, and- it sounds like Sarah for sure. <laughs> and he does the same like thing Sarah. too he does the exact same thing to make sure we stay on track we actually have like this five well we're supposed to complete five projects by like what month is it february so yep. like uh, by may four months from now yeah by may yeah okay. five projects by may 31st and have we both done anything no nope. are we <laughs> yes yep. but we're keeping each that, other on track you know plan. we're probably gonna do like four in april one in may it's gonna be fine but we're gonna the point is we're gonna push each and other and the last one the day of yeah. right yeah of course but 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 yes like i think that you have to uh, you have to have people around you that kind of help you keep you on track so for me like right now it's like it's all about priorities. What do you prioritize? Mm-hmm. Like right now I'm shifting my mind into a brand new project that I want to do. Um, and it's taking, even though I may spend 12 hours working on something for work, even if I'm tired, 
if you care about what, if you love what you do, you gonna it doesn't matter, bro. Like it, it literally does not matter if you're tired, if you're sleepy, if you're hungry, you're gonna do it. Like there's there's been days literally where I where where I've been doing what I love to do and forgot to eat. Like you yeah. know, like or just doing what I've what I what I enjoy doing that I forget. Like oh, I've been up for two days. Like. It's, wow. Yeah. And I think that I think that when you when you when you fully love what you do, like time doesn't matter. And I think that's that's the signature, especially in this day and age, when time escapes you anywhere and anything that you're doing, that's when you're fully alive. Because we're so aware and we're so attached yeah. and so tethered to our phones and so tethered to mo- to to being to the next place. I got to get to the next place. But when time escapes you, that's when you're fully alive. Yeah. Hmm. And I kind of want to circle back to having a community around you, whether that's like 20 people or just one or two friends. I think that's really, really important because, I mean, it's great to have a lot of different friends who are into a lot of different things, but I think it's much more powerful uh, when you have friends that are kind of, you know, you have the same goals in mind. I think mm-hmm. it helps a lot, like with pushing yourself to where you want to go. Because if we didn't have any friends, or I mean, if we didn't have any friends that had the same goals as us, you know, we probably would just be complacent, and we really, you know, we wouldn't really accomplish what our true potential, you know. For sure, I I met with a good friend of mine in Charlotte uh, last weekend. It was All Star Weekend, and we were out there. He had to do some jobs for like different brands and companies out there. And we were just talking and, and I was like, man, I, I've been doing so much work for the job that I'm like, man, I need to just get away and talk to more creatives. Like I'm stuck <laughs> yeah. around all these people, man. That's how that, I feel. <laughs> yeah, I'm just stuck around all these people who just care about marketing. Drinking on more. the weekends. Oh. Right. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I on another about. vibe. <laughs> uh, working Monday through Friday and then what are we going to do Friday, Saturday and Sunday? Yeah. Right. So I, I, I go out there and chill with my buddy Joe and... Uh, we were talking and I was just picking his brain about different things. And Joe's an amazing photographer in his own right. His name is Joe Gonzalez. Joe Gonzalez uh, Co. on Instagram if y'all want to follow him. All but, right. Uh, going to see um, he, he's, Yeah, he's, he's about to go back on tour um, in a few months. And we were just talking and I was, I was picking his brain about a lot of things. And I said, I said, man, when you're shooting people, can you see where they are in their lives in retrospect when you're looking at the photos? And he was like... Yeah, and he mentioned the artist that he worked for recently, and he said, he said, man, I can see in his personal life that he was going through so much just through the photos. Like, he didn't look happy. It didn't feel genuine. Like, we were just on, we was in different city after different city. But mm-hmm. when he was on stage, he would turn all the way up. And, yeah. <laughs> and he said, uh, he said, man, and his manager would come to me, and he would always say, hey, where's the photos? I need the photos. I need happy photos, not the sad stuff. And he was like, bro, I can't force him to be happy I'm just documenting his life right now mm-hmm. and he said um he said but he was so possessive about the work um he said because he felt like that was the only thing that he can control in his life at the moment when his all of all the rest of him was all the rest of the stuff that was going on around him was like loose and some stuff was falling apart some stuff needed to be repaired but the thing that he said he said that that guy taught him so much he said he said at this moment of our lives we can't have anyone around us who doesn't feel like they don't have anything to lose. You know, and he was like, I can't be surrounded around people 
who are lackadaisical and who are casual about things. Because mm-hmm. if I don't go out here and turn up on the show, then we don't get paid. <laughs> you know? yeah. And if I don't yeah. go in here and take these photos, then I don't get paid. You know, yeah. and um, he was like, he said, man, I just, I just built that, my circle just like that. And that's why I, I feel like it's so important that you have to have people that are like-minded, just like you, who want the dreams just like you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I hang, I stay close to Sarah because she wants it just <laughs> as bad as I want it. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah. she want, she not, she doesn't just talk about it. She actually is out here shooting and doing things and pushing herself to be great. So I think that having a circle around you that thinks the same way and has the same like-mindedness and the same ca- passion and character it, it it matters. It definitely matters. Mm-hmm. And it's hard, man. Like, especially when we have to, like, obviously do our day job. And then we're like, wait, we have to leave at least three to four hours for ourselves. But it's, you know, it's, it's all a part of the journey. And whew, still, <laughs> still learning sure. as we go. Still learning. Um, okay. So this is a definitely a loaded question. And I'm excited for this because we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. And I even was like, wait, give me like 15 minutes to respond to you. <laughs> but I, okay, so it's pretty loaded and we're going to get to the good part. Drum roll, please. Towards the end. <laughs> but, um, okay, so when do you know a season has come to an end, whether that be a relationship, letting go of a hobby or a place? Um, yeah, when do you think a season has come to an end? Yeah, Oof. beautiful, beautiful question, man. You guys, you guys really know how to do this. <laughs> I'm excited for the next one. I love this question. Okay. Yeah. um, But I think how you know when a season comes to an end is there's two people who said some amazing words that's always impacted me in this way um, about this particular subject. Um, Michael Jordan is one of them. And he would say, when when you stop loving the game, that's the day you have to walk away from it. Um, Mm -hmm. And Mm. I think that fueled a lot of his choices. Like, when he stopped loving it, um, he Moved walked to, away uh, baseball. baseball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and then he came back to it. <laughs> and then he came back again, you know? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, just kidding. Uh, I think right? I have a you couple know? more years left. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, then a guy named Rob Bell, he's like a he's like a philosopher, you know, religious teacher, so forth and so on. And, he, and I remember one time when he was saying, he was like, he's talking about Seinfeld or something. And he was like, he was like, do you guys ever watch shows and it's like, you know when the show is good for like 12 seasons and you know that they should have just ended it there. Or like you watch mm-hmm. an athlete and you're like, oh, he was phenomenal. And then he stays in the game too long and now he's not good as he was. <laughs> and he's like, hmm. he's like, sometimes we stay in season so long that what should have been a graduation turns into a divorce. And yeah. when he said that, I was like, yo, that's... That's crazy because naturally you're supposed to gradually progress in this life, not take these dramatic, traumatic beatings uh, Mm -hmm. to a season. But I think that sometimes because we're so comfortable in a space, we'll stay in it way longer than we should Mm -hmm. have. And it's so good and and we're winning and we're up. But when your heart's not in it anymore or you don't feel that same passion when it comes to a craft and... And these type of things that you felt at one point, I think that you it's time to walk away from it. And you'll know internally. You'll right. know yeah. internally. Right. Sometimes you got to press through, but you'll know when you're like completely done. Because that's how I felt when it was with audio. You know, I knew mm-hmm. I had to walk away from it. 
because it was just pulling on me too much. And I loved the photography way more than I loved audio. And I was like, I was showing up. Alan remembers, you know, I was showing up to the gigs and I was just like, <laughs> bro, like my heart was not there. Like I literally right. wasn't there. And it wasn't that, you know, like I didn't stop treating people the same and I didn't do my job any less, but my, but the care for the job was not the same. Yeah. Um, like it kind of became tedious, I guess, too, correct. in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Like a chore. For yeah. sure. But no, yeah, I can, I've kind of experienced that too with running. Mm. I mean, I, I'm, I'm the kind of person that has like a lot of hobbies. Like I'm really interested in a lot of things, but, um, so I've been running like half marathons a lot and it takes a lot of your time. It takes like one to two hours a day after work. And, you know, that kind of runs into to another passion. It kind of cuts you off with another passion. And so I've kind of just thought about it. Like, do I still want to run? I mean, it's not like I'm an Olympian or anything, but it's something I really do love to do. But yeah. it's kind of like, how do you find the balance? with something that you like and something that's your passion kind of thing. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's why I was kind of curious, like, when do you know a season has come to an end kind of thing. Yeah. But um, my favorite question. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Drum roll. We've talked. Okay, this is the one we talked about. <laughs> do you have to move to be successful? Um, do you have to move to places like New York City or L.A. to make it? Man. Um you don't know how wow. you don't know how on time this question is. Wow. wow. Okay, <laughs> so are you about to move again? <laughs> no, 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 what? No, 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 no. I would have We have to you move to South Carolina. Carolina. That's why I'm like, wow, you can't just like blindside me like this. Yeah, yeah. No, I would have told you off the air, you know, and then gave you the real. No. <laughs> um, right, but right, no. Right. Um, you know, being here makes me think about that question differently. Um, Cause I used to think like, oh, not necessarily have to move, but now that I'm here, I mean, have you guys ever heard of Greenville, South Carolina? Only because of you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh. No, like it. Not that it's it's not a bad place at all, but to reach those heights as some of the dreams and the end goals that I was talking about earlier, this place can't provide that for me at the moment. Yeah. You know, so it's like. At some point, I'll grow bigger than this place to be in here. I, now, right now, I haven't even tapped into the market yet. Like they have their, they have a Greenville Fashion Week. They have models here. They have people here. They have surrounding <laughs> areas. They have North Carolina. They have Atlanta. Um, yeah. And those markets, I haven't, I haven't fully tapped into yet. So it's not like a time to be like, oh, I'm bigger than this place. I'm moving. You know, but. Yeah. If I ever want to reach those heights to some of those, some of the people that we admire, the Joe Greers of the world, the 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 Toots of the world, the the Avedons, the 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 the, the Libowitz, like those type of people, if you mm-hmm. want to reach those those levels, I don't think you could just do it right here. Like you have to go. Now, does that mean you have to move? I don't think that you have to move. I think that you just have to go when those places call you. Because they're going to yeah. call if you're good enough. You have mm. to have like a connection of some sort. Yeah, like I think I think to, to, to not experience, if you want to be a fashion and editorial type of photographer, to not experience the flavors that they have in New York City, 
and you want to really be the guy, you know what I mean? Shooting mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. all these major brands, you can't do it any other place. You got to go there yeah. at some point. You know, you if you really want to be a film director and amazing and change the whole, you want to be at the Oscars tonight, you know, standing up holding yeah. the trophy, then you got to go to LA at some point. Got to go. You know what I mean? Uh, does that mean, like, again, like I said, do you have to move? Not necessarily, but you have to go out there for extensive <laughs> periods yeah. of time to create and make your art come alive. Now, I do think that there's other pockets like San Fran and, you know, mm-hmm. like for me, like I want to... Seattle. Like I, like I said, I, yeah, Seattle, the 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 Portlands of the world, Beaverton. I want to be over there because Nike's there. You know, Adidas is there. Yeah. Like <laughs> It makes sense for me to be in that West Coast right. at some point of my life. Um, I love the fashion stuff. Sarah loves the fashion stuff. New York makes sense. Paris, Europe makes sense for me to go at some point, you know, and that may be six right. months, that may be three months, it might be two months to do all the work that I need to do and come back to Greenville, you know? It might, it might be how it works, but I do think that <laughs> you have to go when they call, for sure. You have well, to go. Maybe not move, or, but definitely visit multiple times yes. a year. And So do you think that places like Houston and Greenville, like those are more so places where you learn hmm. rather, than, rather than do? Very beautiful question because I feel like this right now is my, this is, I love basketball. (laughs) I love basketball. And I remember one time uh, LeBron was in an interview and they asked him about Vince Carter. You guys, I may be talking gibberish to you guys right now. You may not know who that is. Oh, no, Vince Carter. Alan might know. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. (laughs) But you'll get the point. Dunking over a seven-footer? Come on. Okay. okay. Yeah, come on. Alan, he's with me. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, dunking so, over a seven footer, I believe, like back in the two thousands or early two thousands. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, man, in, uh, in the <laughs> USA game, incredible. Yep. Um, but I I remember them asking about Vince Carter, and they were like, "LeBron, you're a fanatic about basketball. Um, what do you think about Vince Carter?" Like, and he was like, "Man, Vince was incredible. He was like, he's the guy that I looked up to when I was a kid, you know, and I wanted to be just like him." Uh, and mm. he's like, he's like. Now, in retrospect, as I got older, I look at his game and I'm like, hmm, Vince Carter was, he was built like a man early. So like when he went to college, they were like, why don't you think that he just jumped from high school to the NBA? So when he was in college, he was like, I think he was physically ready for the NBA, but he needed the conditioning of college. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I feel like that's what, a Greenville is for me. That's what a Houston okay. is for you right now. It's the conditioning. It's the we're con- we're continuously working on our craft and mm-hmm. getting better. The more you shoot every day, the more you do those things every day. But you'll never make that that NBA money in college. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll never make it until you actually go there. You know, so um, I feel like these places are the places where we're made great, where we put in the work, where we learn, where we cut our teeth where we learn how to you know it's just we're running suicides right now yeah. till we're yep. ready to puke you know mm-hmm. um, yeah, these places are like our gym right now where right you're... right um and, and that doesn't mean that these i'm not i'm not selling these places short like they're not beautiful they're amazing in their own right and if mm-hmm. you're in like to sure. real estate photography or something like that maybe houston is the place for you <laughs> yeah or weddings um, too but, oh weddings <laughs> Yeah, or yeah, or weddings are like cause in North Carolina they shoot a lot of weddings, but it's like if I want to be in those spaces that I want to do, like the commercial brands and fashion stuff, this is not 
gonna mm-hmm. cut yeah. it. I can't I can't stay here twelve months of a year. It's just not gonna happen. This will be helpful. What is a piece of advice you like to give our listeners? Um, people pursuing their dream on the side. Man, um, I know this is hard. It's kind of if you need to think, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, well, yeah, no, man. I think so many things I could tell people. Uh, or I can think of like the first three. It doesn't have to be like the one thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I think first of all, I would say. Chase the thing that you love, you know, like if it's don't, don't necessarily be bound by these ideals and these ideologies that people have placed on us, but chase the thing that's truly inside your heart and the thing that you really want to do. Um, and that you would do if nobody else, if nobody paid you to do it, you would Mm -hmm. still do it. Um, I think that's important, and I think that sometimes just growing up in this society, uh, like you said, like sometimes people, they influence us to do things that they think is right for our lives, Mm -hmm. but not necessarily the thing that we think is right for our lives. Um, So especially when it comes to art and creativity and and just passions, period, whether it's sports, whether it's uh, being your own boss or being whatever, like... Um, I think that you got to chase that thing. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your family. You owe it to the people that will come behind you to to chase that thing and not mm-hmm. the thing that other people tell you is right to do. Um, so that would be my single, you know, if I had to, if I had to just say one, one thing that for sure would be it. Wow. Well, that was good. I was like, my, I was like closing my eyes, like thinking about it as you were talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's also, I mean, yeah, I mean, because we're we're all kind of on the same page right now. I mean, yeah. we we're not doing this podcast because we are wanting to make money or be famous, or, or yeah, that, or or because we are we already made it, we're successful, we are. I mean, all, all three all of us, all three of yeah. us, have a nine to five job, um, and and I think just what you just said right now just kind of motivated myself and, mm-hmm. and Sarah by closing her eyes and kind of just applying that into her life. I mean, that's, that was just that's great. Thank you so much, Brian, for jumping on the call with us and well, like kind you, of also guiding us through this whole process. Thanks so much, Brian. For um, sure. But I always love your answers and I know we always like text and get into like a deep combo about like <laughs> anything, Amen. but thank you so much. Thank you guys. You guys are the best. These questions were the best. Um, and I can't wait to hear more episodes, man. I'm y'all got a subscriber in me. I'm excited. <laughs> and before we end the show, where can people find you? Yeah, so you guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Brian Junior B R I A N J U N I O R two underscores. Um, that's Instagram and Twitter. Um, I have a website, Brian Edwards Junior dot com. Spell out my full name. Uh, also, I have a podcast. Um, it's the Good Shepherds Podcast. We're on Spotify, we're on SoundCloud, and we're on Apple Podcasts. So yes. check us out, subscribe, awesome. write a comment, uh, tell us how much you love it, all that good <laughs> stuff, man. Um, we appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to our very first episode. I really hope you enjoyed our conversation with Brian and got something out of that. 
Thank you for listening and please subscribe to After 5 Creative Podcast.